forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Now, on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks? I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. Welcome back to Sloppy Seconds with Bigger Dipper and Meatball. I have heard that people don't like hearing me sing Wicked anymore. <laughs> that's a note that I'm not taking too well. <laughs> you feel like it's a personal attack when really it's out of love and what people want is to continue to listen to the show and they'll only continue to listen to the show because they love us if you stop singing because they're not well, interested in that turns out i'm i'm i guess i'll stop I'll, i guess i'll <laughs> stop and i'll see how many people are upset about it now you're just gonna like pull you're just gonna every time go let's go uh ooh. Tonight. I've been, I was literally trying Some to think other. of another Idina Menzel song, but all I could think of was um, Frozen and Frozen 2, and those aren't riffs. <laughs> she doesn't give you the good old, ooh, ah, okay. that's the last one. Okay, this is my big question, and maybe we can ask our guest about this. Um, I have a lot of questions I'm like for our guest. I'm so open. Now you just have a hammer in your hand. Who are you yeah. trying to beat? Sorry. <laughs> I'm just so over people talking about like... Oh, yeah, quarantine, you know, quarantine, you know, quarantine. You're not quarantined. You're no leaving quarant- the house. Everyone's no one's out quarantined. living their lives now. The term is like adjustment. The term is like social distance. Like literally everyone's like, oh, you know, since quarantine. Since quarantine what? You went to that lake cabin with your friends. You had a, a barbecue. Uh, uh, You kept going out into the world. That's not quarantine. Drag her, ma. Well, I just think we are dumb people in this country, and that is a proven fact. Absolutely. It's very annoying to me. Yeah, I mean, listen, we spent our last, our, the Tuesday episode just talking about quarantine because we haven't talked about it in a long time. And there I go calling it quarantine. I don't know what to call it. All I know is I wish people would put on a goddamn mask so I could go out and party <laughs> again. <laughs> well, speaking of, you have made some really um, uh, flagrant uh, accusations about our guest. Yes, I was flagrant uh, and wordy. Um, on multiple episodes of our show. I, but so, I don't think our guest has heard uh, what I said about them on the show, so I'm going to have to tell them today. <laughs> okay, so today we're about to get into some confessions with our special guest. So, uh, listen, hold on to your panties. Everyone, take a bathroom break. We will be right back with an amazing we, guest. I'm uh, so excited. Who, and now, yeah, we'll go for it. Take a break. Well, what were you going to say? Yeah, let's just go to the break. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie-smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor Meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, 
the mushroom is filling. Like there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're okay. back! from the break and we're back with our wonderful incredible iconic guest you know her from her live singing vocals you know her yes. from a video recently on twitter of her eating an ass you know her from stealing chicken tenders from someone's plate it's candy meal i'm so excited to be here Hey, everyone listening. Uh, we know Candy's audio sounds a little garbled. It's just a bad internet connection, but stick with us because we love talking to her. Enjoy. Hi, Candy. Hi. How are you doing, Candice? So, let me ask you a question. I have... Yeah. What is your full name? Uh, Candy Muse. Um, so, but, Candy is not well, short okay. for Candice? Well, no. Okay, here's the thing. Candy Muse, I've recently decided that it's, it's Candy Muse is a short term for Candice Musical. Or Candy's Museum. <laughs> I think, wait, 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 wait. Candy, we are not friends. We don't text like that. We don't talk. This is literally our first, like, real conversation. I have been calling you Candace, Candace Musical, Musical on this podcast for, like, four weeks. I love that because that is my full name. I love that! <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, amazing. All right, Candy. I said, I don't know if it ever got back to you, but I mentioned a bunch about this video of you eating chicken tenders off of a plate. Where was that? $3 bill? $2? What was that place? Uh, that, it was at a venue that I cannot disclose. Oh! Uh, you know, because uh, the, 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 uh, the rules in New York City are very strict right now. Oh. Oh, so you were doing was, underground gigs. Baby, we're back in the 50s. Oh, she's, that was prohibition, honey. She's in the speakeasy. <laughs> she was in down a super there. spreader event. Mm -hmm. All right, well, Sorry that. Um, how has New York been? You know, uh, 
I would say New York City is it's very how do I how do I put this? The girls are adjusting. Like yeah. you know, we 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 went through quarantine, we had what, seven, six months of it and you know, at some point you have to go back into the world and, and you know, readjust to what's you know, unfortunately the reality that, you know, with COVID and it's the new normal. And um, right. we you know, as far as like myself and the Queens here you know, we've gone back to work with keeping things very safe, of course, and making sure everyone at the venues are wearing their masks and like no mask, no entry, you know, mask, yeah. mask. And, um, <laughs> and everyone's just been really, everyone, you know, New York City is a very tough city and people here, all we do is grind and work. So, um, you know, COVID's not going to stop us now. Yeah, I was wondering, because the, the Queens in New York, I don't know if everyone knows this, but they are used to like leaving the house and doing three or four shows in a night, like jumping all over town and doing that. And now you guys don't yeah. get to do any of that. How many of the drag queens that you know, not like um, Rue girls or anything, but like girls in New York, how many of them have moved away? Oh my God, you know what? I It's weird because every queen in New York City, at least 95% of the queens in New York do not work right now. Or are not working because um, yeah. of the bars being shut down, um, and a lot of people, a lot of a lot of drag queens have moved back home. Um, you know, which I wish I had the privilege of going back home to my mother's house, but I don't got that. So wow. I'm still in New York. Um, pretty weird going from six gigs a week to, I mean, almost nothing in reality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. I wanna I wanna talk a little bit more yeah. about the birth of Candy Muse, the beginning, going back oh, to the yes. beginning. You are one of those queens that sort of like everyone I feel like people don't really know how to like people have a hard time being like, I remember the first time I saw Candy Muse or I remember, it's just everyone sort of like knows about you. Yeah. You've just sort of like been on the, yeah. the tip of everyone's tongue for a long time. So I'm curious like when you first got up in drags and like what navigating that was like. Well, okay. and were you so a bearded queen to I, begin with? I I originally started <laughs> drag, I think like uh like seven years ago. Um when I when I first had the idea of doing drag, and uh, um, I remember uh, when I was thinking of a drag name, a very good old friend of mine by the name of Lana Ray uh, gave me the drag name Trace. Well, excuse me, let me just name drop. Um, she gave me the drag name uh, Trey Blossom, and I remember my friend was having a birthday party, and he was just like, "Hey, like, do you want to come to my birthday party in drag?" And we had been talking about the idea of drag, and I was like, "You know, whatever. Like, why not?" And I went out and got like this red wig and this like maxi dress and I went out and lived my fantasy. And then I kind of stopped, I left up there and then picked it back up a few years later as a bearded queen uh, in Brooklyn uh, that went by the name of, of Candy mm-hmm. Muse at this point. Uh, and it's weird because, so the reason why people don't really can't pinpoint where I started was because when I started, I was kind of just doing it at home uh, and on Instagram because I hadn't been to the gay bars yet and I didn't really know anyone until one night I walked into mm-hmm. uh, this bar that closed down and called TNT. And if you're from Brooklyn, you know TNT and if you book to New York, you at least, you know, TNT? Yes, yes, oh, TNT. TNT. Again, remember, Candy Muse has bad internet. Um, she might be poor. We don't know, but we'll find out. 
it's, it's a like fucking that underground little, tunnel, it looks like a bomb maybe. shelter. And it's like, that's like, uh, you know, Thorgy Thor, all the girls work there, Dolly Smith, yes. everyone worked there. And, um, I walked in one, one Friday night and saw, uh, these two drag queens by the name of Aja and Momo Shade on the stage. And I had approached her after the show and I was like, Hey, like I'm starting mm-hmm. drag. And like, I really want to like do shows. And, like, of course, Aja made me dust. Um, as one does. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, um, she kind of took me under her wing and that's kind of how everything flourished. And I'm the kind of person where when I put my mind, uh, towards something, I go for it. And that's exactly what I did with drag. And I think that that's why my drag career flourished so fast. Um, because baby, when it was go time, it was go time, you know? Right. Yeah. You were ready. So how quickly did you shave your beard? Well, so was the, like, I think I was a beard for about a year, go. but <laughs> I only had the beard because I wanted to keep my beard as a boy because I I was very secure. I think as gay men, you know, our, yeah. our beard is our safety man. We it's, it's the it's the natural contour of the face, bitch. Um, yeah, and I think that was really insecure how I looked as a boy. <laughs> um, but being uh, you know at that point doing drag so much, I I was gaining this confidence that was really coming out of, uh, of like, finding myself through drag. And one day we were in Chicago, and Ashley was like, listen here, bitch. You need to shave your fucking face. And I was like, oh. So I did it, and then I looked in the mirror, and I was like, oh, this bitch is stunning. And, and yeah, and I haven't looked back ever since. <laughs> I think a lot of people, because um, I think I knew about you before... Aja like was on Drag Race and stuff yeah. but I think a lot of people would like discredit your talent by saying the only reason that you exist is because of Aja um, and I know that you guys mm. were in a house together the house of Aja but that has broken up can you tell us what happened yeah. or like if everyone's still friendly <laughs> I know Momo Shade has gone into hiding someone what? said that she maybe died listen, in a fire listen, I don't know listen. these well, maybe well, rumors these maybe I think a lot of people do try to discredit me um, especially you know I think this the past year this year and like maybe last year people have kind of uh, really given me my credit where credit is due but you know for the past four or five years everyone's always like oh well you, you're only where you're at because of Aja and I think that they start to realize that listen yes Aja's uh, career on Drag Race gave me a, a huge star and mm-hmm. you know it, it opened a million million uh, to Candy Muse um, <laughs> at the same time in New York City I'm doing drag full time and, yeah. and no one can find my talent and you know my hard working fucking spirit but um, so yeah the Hot uh, uh kind of got curated during season 9 um, because we knew that Aja was going to take off so we were like you know what um, people in Brooklyn are already calling us the House of Aja to be shady because um, they wanted to call us like Aja's minions or whatever. And I think that's what people get it. They look like we're like Aja's minions or whatever. But to us, we're just family. We're having a good fucking time. Yeah. And, like we're down for each other, you know. And that's the way, uh, you know, that's the way that people of color work. I don't know about how bitches, but you know, when you're down for your girls, you're down for your girls. So people used to be like, "Oh, you're Aja's minions or whatever." So we kind of just took that and ran with it and curated and. Uh, the house included Aja, uh, Momo Shade, myself, and Dahlia Finn. Um, and then later on, uh, a few years later, after, you know, we've gotten to travel all over the place, kind of done a lot of cool shit that a lot of uh, girls that haven't been on Drag Race just yet yeah. as a whole house right. have, have done yet. Um, we kind of added Janelle to that. But, and this is, listen, I'm going to spill all the tea right now. I'm going to keep it real 100%. Yes. Um, I was, I was, I was getting, uh, uh, 
I was dating this guy, and this guy had a best friend who was starting drag that I, I met. And, you know, I thought this, this new queen was amazing or whatever. And I wanted to take her under my wing. Essentially, I became really good friends, and she became my daughter, Tsunami Mew. Oh, um, and uh, the girls, listen, the tea is that the girls didn't really like that. You know, they said it was going to fuck with the brand, and it kind of, me having a daughter, kind of like, you know, I was kind of walking around and shook, um, because, you know, the girls, the girls were happy with it. And uh, I remember one day, uh, the girls called me on a phone call, and pretty much uh, had kicked me out of the house, and, oh. um, which, yeah, which I thought was interesting, because I just thought, you know, like, I, it's, you know, was my career, if I die tomorrow, I at least would have something like left behind. Fucking my daughter's tsunami is fucking stunning and sickening. Um, but the girls weren't down for that. And, you know, they had to me at the house. And I thought it was interesting because um, at this time, Aja was traveling. So she wasn't really in New York City partaking in the shows that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I thought it was interesting because uh, I'm like, okay, y'all can keep me out of the house, but we're still doing our weekly shows together. Yeah. So there's going to be real awkward um, but the way me and the girls are we never you know when we feel any situation we nip it in the butt so uh after that had happened uh they kicked me out I, we kind of i went to my show christmas queen at pieces on mondays with janelle and i was like all right girl so what's the tea because y'all just kicked me out and you know and we kind of just uh you know they kind of were just like you know your career is flourishing on your own and you're kind of doing your own thing and doesn't really look like you need the help. I mean, which okay. the reality is, which is nice, wow. but still, that's like, it's yeah, not, it, you it's don't not, say to someone, no. you're doing great. Bye. Yeah. Don't pull the foundation out just because you don't like lean on it. Every moment doesn't mean it's not good to have. Yeah. And I will say like all the girls were like all against me. And I will say like, at the time I was, I was, I was so in, uh, my head and I was so like I think everything was happening for me so fast I was just like I was getting this fucking big head yeah. and I was kind of like being a little bit bitchy to the girls so I think the girls <laughs> were like ah uh-uh, bitch uh, you being a bitch now you gotta go so I think it was, it, it was everyone had a little part in it um but you know like I just said we're, we're sisters and, and, and family fight all the time and eventually they ended, they ended up uh asking me to come back to the house um but here's the thing when you have when you, you have a house of five girls mm-hmm. there are different personalities there are different attitudes everyone's on a different career path and you know uh dahlia was pretty much uh getting on drag season 12 i was you know traveling all over the place and i was kind of just focusing on my career and also like while helping janelle and being like almost like her drag mother essentially and then um, Asha was focusing on her music career and, and kind of just like doing her own thing and traveling. I wasn't really involved with us. Um, you know, as far as Momo, uh, we, we just weren't on good terms anymore. And, you know, once I kind of let her go from my short clip of Queen, who kind of, that relationship kind of deteriorated. So I think at that point, we're just like, okay, this Asha Asha situation is not working. And the girls that are the closest right now are myself. Dahlia and Janelle. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just like, we, we had a conversation with Aja. We were just like, hey, like, the house of Aja is not a thing more like it's done because at this point, we're not doing anything as a whole, as a collective. So right. we're going to be branded us three and, you know, and go about our business. And that's exactly what we did. Well, that's like a well, pretty mature, you know, conversation to yeah. have to like look at the landscape of what's going on and be like, this is the adjustment we're going to make. That's amazing. I was hoping there was going to be more fighting, screaming, maybe a knife. 
What? Ha- Wait, what was going on? Were you involved with the um, pushing down the stairs? Isn't that something that no. happened in, in Brooklyn? No, 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 that's Ruby Fox. That's what I mean. That was, yeah, that was Ruby Fox and someone else. And then remember, because I made all those jokes about it, and then I messaged right. the person, and I said, is this funny? And they said, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I thought it was hilarious. I still make fun of Ruby Fox for every time. Every time I see her, I'm like, bitch, I'm going to push on the flight of step. <laughs> So let's talk about let's talk let's about talk your about, music. Oh yeah, because recently uh, there's been a new clip of you from what 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 was it? It's Sasha Valore's Nightgowns where Night you Gowns. were singing live, which I didn't know that you could sing. Okay, so um, that video is from 2017, and I think that what? at that time I wasn't um, screaming in microphones every single night. So I will say that since that video, my voice has been like. Shot, maybe ain't no more singing coming from me. I'm gonna let you know that right now. Let's talk in a vocal code. But there's some um, rapping. There is some. Some I try to be a little rapper, a little rap star. Um, no, I always, I always been like drawn to music, and I've always wanted to be like a just like pop star. But like, you know, I've just been living in my own fantasy, and um, I, I'm really into like, like I'm really into ballads and shit like that. So when I did talk to Rose Nightgown, I was like, I'm gonna give it to girls because the girls are like, can't you come up here and sing a ballad? Um, so I did that, and that was fun. But since then, I'm just kind of like feeling like my hood girl fantasy because I'm, you know, I'm from the Bronx. So uh, just, you know, writing raps here and there. Not that I'm the greatest rap star of them all, but baby girl, I can uh, lay down a verse or two. And um, it's been dope because uh, doing the song with Alaska. Yes, we're talking um, about sitting alone in VIP. Sitting alone, the VIP, um, doing the song with Alaska was so dope. One, because I'm a huge fan of Alaska, and I remember going to uh, Battle of the Seasons tour back when, like, season six is on, right. and waiting for Alaska to come outside to take a photo with her. Oh, um, wow. So it, it's, uh, it's weird coming full circle now that, like, you know, she reached out to me um, trying to do the Sitting Alone, the VIP song, and, of course, like, I'm never going to say no, so she, I've been such a huge fan of Alaska for years now, and... Uh, uh, she kind of like, like free range of like what I what direction I want to go with the song. Hey, just a quick reminder: Candy's internet is bad, and it's totally her fault. So, uh, just blame her for this bad audio. Wait. <laughs> oh People no! Are, are you frozen? I'm not frozen. <laughs> that think- was so funny. <laughs> Not the like slow. It went really slow. Mode. She said, "Free reign." Hi. Yes. Hi. Okay, you're back. You slowed down so. Ah, it went so I'm slow, back. and I was like, "Wait, is she doing Sorry, a bit, or happened. is she frozen?" Okay. No, that's great. So what <laughs> nah, I want to get to is the heart. <laughs> I want to get to the heart of the the lyrics of "Sitting on the VIP," which is based on a tweet that only got popular. Because of Meatball. Do you agree with that or not? Because Meatball says she is responsible for making that tweet go viral. Thoughts? So sitting on the VIP, essentially, if, if you listen to the lyrics, they really, they're just a tweet. Um, and it's funny because, okay, the, okay, let's get on to the tweet because sitting on the VIP, having gone through it, I tweeted in 2017 or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, it was forever um, ago. I actually was... Yeah, I actually was sitting alone in the VIP section by myself. And I remember I was there with the bottle. And I was like, 
I was I was sad because I was like, bitch, I'm literally sitting here by myself at a gig. Like, this is so boring and so hot. And then someone had came up to me and asked me for a photo. And and that was it. And I was like, okay, so I, I guess we're just sitting here. So when I tweeted that, I kind of wasn't thinking. I was like, okay, like, these are my feelings. This isn't happening since we done. <laughs> um, and the shit is, I got... So when Lady McQueen and me like, were playing and like throwing all over the place, <laughs> and I'm kind of really hard so I like to get the ball rolling. Um, I will never forget when Sharon Neal's boyfriend um, screenshotted the tweet and had tweeted uh, like, "Oh, um, yeah, he had tweeted like, oh, uh, how uh, 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 you know you sound like ungrateful and just like drag me." And I remember I got uh, so dragged on Twitter for that tweet. Um, so it's interesting that everyone now loves putting on a VIP because I remember- Wait, people like, actually legitimately dragged you? Oh, people dragged me. Like, um, yeah, people were, we were like, nah. We were making it. fun you know, of it because it was like sad, but it's such a true fact that I don't think people know. Is like <laughs> a lot of times you get booked for gigs alone. And then you're just sitting there alone and, like, the club doesn't yeah. have anybody that comes and talks to you. It's just, like, the people. And if they don't know you that well, then you're just alone. I don't know. I kind of was, like, it's funny. To right. me, it's funny because then I just start drinking. Yeah. No. So, I got drunk a lot. Uh, I think mo- most of it has to do with the fact that, um, you know, Ms. Needles, her boyfriend, was, like, dragging me online and then like saying like all these things which is interesting because one i don't even never met the man in my entire life so i was like okay work um <laughs> but that kind of just became like this huge fucking thing and obviously you know i gotta thank meatball and miss lady mcqueen for that because in, in reality like how y'all bitches not would have been poking fun at it and you know having a good time with it it really would have never taken off and got nowhere I'm just glad that you had a good sense of yeah, humor about that. it. Some people will get like so annoyed, and you pro- you take a lot of heat anyway, and you always just turn it into a joke. Oh yeah, no, I people people always try to like to like poke poke poke, and I'm the kind of person where I really don't give a fuck. I just and the reality is, half of the time when people are coming for me, they're the ones in the wrong. I know that I don't really do anything mm. malice, you know, with uh, malice yeah. intentions, and I'm always just down to have a good time and just like. Well, we love that fantasy over here. I'll tell you what. Yeah, we're obsessed with the Candy Muse fantasy, honey. So I want to, Meatball said this in the intro, but uh, what is that video of you eating ass on Twitter? Yes, Candy. What is that video of you (laughs) eating ass on Twitter? (laughs) Um, Ah. You know, the thing with drag and me, as much as I love drag and stuff, I also love, there's a part of me that also loves, like, I mean, I, as you should, like, my my boy self as Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, I'm a very uh, sexual person when it comes to, like, oh. my Yes, Kevin. Okay, a sexual Kevin. Yeah, you know, I also love, like, my, like, Nina, and, uh, like, I'm going to be a porn star kind of way, but, like, I love feeling sexy and I love like, you know, like taking care of myself. So when I recorded that video, I had no intentions of like, also there's like 40 more of that video on my phone, but I had of like posting <laughs> anywhere. And I think uh, one night I was drunk and I tweeted it and I deleted it. And then and that was a month ago during the quarantine. And then a few weeks, a few days ago on Twitter, someone was like, 
don't think we forgot about that video you're getting ass. I was like, you know what? You did it. And here it is again. Because <laughs> once That's the, the minute thing. you yeah, the minute it goes on Twitter, it can't it will forever exist. The Brazilian teenagers will screenshot oh, yeah. it forever. And, and, and you know what it right, and you know what it is too? I like I like I like creating this fantasy with people where like nobody like turned on by me, but like it's a fantasy because ninety five percent of we're never going to hook up and like, we're never gonna do anything together. So like go on Twitter and look at a video of me eating ass, the fantasy of me eating ass, but the reality is I'm never gonna do that to you. So uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. And on that note, I think yeah. we're gonna cut to a break. Yeah, we'll be right back after <laughs> Candy doesn't eat your ass. <laughs> See that wasn't wicked, but it was singing. Now, maybe, now we'll just now we'll see if people hate my singing or if it's just wicked. Candy, are you going to start an OnlyFans? Um, no, 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 no. Okay, no this might be a um, this might be a controversial opinion, but I kind of feel like the OnlyFans market is getting pretty saturated. Like everyone thinks they can start an OnlyFans now. And listen, I know, I know a, a lot of performers like their income has changed in the gigs and whatever. So I get that. And shout out to you. But like, you know, how sustainable is it if you only have twenty people subscribing? You know, is it really worth it to start a whole new channel to make? Well, stuff? what's you know what twenty? times like what 10 minus 30 percent of that that's like easy income well that's not an income diva that's like 170 (laughs) dollars hello Uh, a month Um, to like manage an entire new channel so never mind all right well you know i charge 100 right (laughs) i mean listen if you're gonna do all the time live your best fantasy i however i would not do all the time because that's not um the market that I'm trying to go on, and I don't, you know, what I, you know. What is your I, brand? I, I what I is love the Candy the, Muse brand? Is it slutty? But Candy Muse brand is, you know, is just being that motherfucking bitch, and unfortunately, me sucking dick on camera does not equate to that brand. Um, Chick- now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that that video, I'm not saying that that video is not on my phone, but it's just not going to be posted onto an own camera. Oh, Got okay. it. Um, not for the world to see, you know. And also, see if I'm subscribing to your OnlyFans, there better be content of you with other people, and there better be at least fifty videos up there. I know that I cannot deliver that to the audience, so I'm not going to put the audience through that <laughs> torture of having to wait for me to create content with people. I'm late. People up. <laughs> Wait, okay, oh so, my god so you said you're a very sexual person with your boy side do you ever like pull trade in drag or fuck in drag or is that a really separate sort of thing because you are candy is that like wet candy hair sexual sexy. bitch candy showers with candy her wigs is a on. sexy bitch yeah she showers with her wig on <laughs> that, that, that is very true um, no I just think it's, so I'll pull trade in drag well, no, I'll pull trade in drag. I won't ever have sex in drag because drag for me is a job. There are times where I do feel like a woman and I do feel fishy and I feel my fancy. And I'm a guy with a guy in drag. That's, I'm not going to say that I haven't given heads to a guy in drag. But as far as like, going, on, like, going on dates and having sex with guys in drag, uh, no. But um, I like to feel the fantasy of a woman at the bar. And like, I'll like, make out with you and like, let you, you know, 
And Candace, <laughs> what is your type? What kind of man are you looking for? Yeah, who are you trying to fuck? You know, I always say that I don't have a type, but I look at my, all my ex-boyfriends and they all look the same. So, <laughs> and what do they look that, like? I think, you know, you know what it is? Coming from being born and raised in the Bronx, uh, I just, I've always been drawn to like guys that are from the, you know, it's... Oh my God, someone just walked into the room behind her and killed Kent. I'm just kidding. It's just more bad audio. She's still alive. And it's interesting because being thrown into the drag world, that's totally the opposite of what follows me. Right. So, uh, uh, you know, so, I mean, if it has a pulse, I'm down for the get down. Wow! There it is. <laughs> there it is. And I think you and I are very very similar in that regard yeah i'm just like you know whatever like if it's breathing it's giving me attention not why it. not it, if Wait. it's breathing so you said that you're from the bronx so you're like new york born and raised yeah i'm uh born and raised in new york yeah what did you do like did you have a job before drag like i'm just trying to imagine you like working customer service and it's not working <laughs> for me yes <laughs> so wait i I actually had so I used to work at Starbucks um, for two years, um, okay. and and then that, and that, you know all the great times uh, job at Starbucks at some point in your life. Yeah. Um, and then I became a waiter, and I was the worst waiter ever. I would like yeah. walk away and forget to like. I would. I. It was terrible. I was the worst. It was so bad. <laughs> Listen, I was there for six months, and um, uh, it it, it just you know. <laughs> and so wait so you've been a full-time um, drag queen for like seven years then i've been so i've been a full-time drag queen for four years four oh, or five okay. years. wow that's really impressive candy that's very impressive thank you um but you know what it's also new york city so it's a very uh fast-paced place where you're able to do drag full-time because i have visited other uh uh states in the U.S. and a lot of girls don't do drag full time because their city doesn't allow them to do drag full time. Yeah, right. Um, There's like a one couple show bars, a, night, yeah. a couple gigs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But in New York, you're able to do that. If you're good, you're able to do drag. Oh, wait. If you're I good, wanna, if you're good, if you're good, do you think Meatball could be a full time drag queen in New York? Probably not, right? Oh, I know she could be a part time drag queen in New York. Ah, I'm too lazy. I'd be like, wait, I have to get on a train across town to do another set? I'm fine. Girl, that part, literally. Wait, okay, so I grew up uh, in the suburbs, shocking, and I remember watching that movie Kids when I uh, Uh was in high school, and I always just, because I grew up outside of Chicago, and I would always think that, like, the kids who who were in Chicago, like had so much more life experience and the kids who grew up in New York had so much more life experience. Did you have like a wild high school time? Because I also, when I was like 16, I met some kids who lived in New York who talked about at 16 or 17 going out to bars, like girls and like getting like, you know, you know, financial district money guys to like buy them drinks with their fake idea. I'm like, you look. You have braces. Like you look like a seventeen year. How are you getting into a bar? Like, was it was New York like wild like that growing up? Um. So for me, it's a bit different than a lot of people in New York City because my upbringing was very. I I grew up on not legit on the streets, but I'm very hood smart and 
you know, the people that I grew up around weren't necessarily the uh, the role models your mother would want you to be around sure. growing up. So uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, growing up getting sugar daddies and going to a bar at 15. I was growing up around drug dealers and people that had guns and stuff. Uh, wow. So, which is, it's made me very uh, smart and, and street smart. And, you know, we're taking that and growing up, because in New York City, you have to grow up very, very fast. Because right. maybe the city will fucking eat you alive. Because um, I didn't go to my first gay bar until I was at least like 20 years old, you know? Because um, I was just, you know, I was about that headline. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but then once I realized uh, I can have an amazing career in drag, um, I think growing up in New York and growing up so fast, I think that, you know, by the age of like 16, you pretty much, you fucking know it all at that point, growing up in New York. Uh, by the time I got in drag, I was, I kind of just like, uh, people were unable to bullshit me. Right. Because mm-hmm. I can smell bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, maybe you're not going to, you know, you're not going to bullshit me. Baby, what you're not going to do is baby. bullshit Miss Candy Muse, Miss Mama, Miss Mama. Baby, 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 baby. Now, um, I do know something about you. Uh, because someone else that I know used to live in New York and would always see you at all of the Lady Gaga shows pre the fate. Like you were a little mm. monster. You were that Baby, little faggot. I am a little monster. Let me tell you, I think I've been to over like 50 Gaga concerts. There's really? pictures of little baby yeah. Candy Muse at all of these Gaga concerts, like right on the brink of her fame. Uh, yeah. I, I live, listen, that is. Gaga is truly, it's weird because, like, um, I think like she's so accessible now for the gates, but uh, Gaga truly is, and it's weird to say that because to say a celebrity has molded you, but Gaga truly has, like, molded me to be the entertainer I am today. I lift that bitch as far as, like, fashion and everything, which I, I, every single one of those concerts, you know, drunk as fuck, making out with boys and living my best life. So. <laughs> so, Lady Gaga turned you gay. Absolutely. She turned everyone gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and everyone gay. <laughs> I Meatball sent sent me a tweet last night, a video tweet that I'm curious um, about if you know what this is. Can you see who this is? It looks like detox. Meatball, will you want to explain what this is? What we're seeing is a a video. I saw it, and someone said the Grinch looking for Christmas. It's a it's a male body. With a huge implanted butt, or like, what are you, is that filler or implants, Candy? Maybe that is silicone. That's silicone, so that's the pump. That is silicone, and those are two ham hogs stuffed in his fucking ass. Bitch. It looks like, yeah, it looks like two large potatoes on uh, on toothpicks walking so around. This person is an adult film performer. Who goes by the name Fat Booty Bottom, fat spelled with a PH on Twitter. And it is, it is such a wild, like, his videos are so wild. Look at that. Oh my God. It's like he has, like, Kim Kardashian ass, but not the thighs. And then, like, full beard, and he presents very, like, he's like, hey, what's up, Baltimore? Who wants to get this ass tonight? Like, that is, like, what that tweet <laughs> is about. You went on a real deep dive. I was fascinated because it's, like, it's one of those things we talk about, you know, like, gender expression and, like, being gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, what's crazy, or not crazy, what's interesting about that is that feels like a very gender fluid identity where he's, like, 
like i want to uh like i'm a dude i want to fuck dudes we're having gay sex it's anal but like i'm really into this very overly feminized ass shape and he's got acrylics i didn't see you saw acrylics (laughs) i saw saw the i saw the cheek implants because she's we're not dragging this person no she's building a fantasy but it is it is a good dive to go deep They're into. They're in the 3.6 percentile on OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. That's their username on Twitter. <laughs> Top 3.6 percentile on OnlyFans. That could be you, Candace. No, everyone. No. Hold Everyone's on. in everyone, the top. Everyone wants to see that beer hold can on, dick, hold on. Candy. Someone's, someone's fucking lying here because every fucking person on Twitter is a top percent on OnlyFans. Y'all can't be the one percent. So who lying? Who lying? Yes, everyone brags. They're like top five percent earner on OnlyFans. Girl, well, where are the other people? Candy, do you know that when you're doing stuff that it's absolutely hysterical, or are you just like living, and then people catch you on camera? Here's the thing. Someone told me something this past summer. Someone that I really look up to that I'm a very funny person and that I do things without realizing I'm doing them. And to me, I'm just being normal. To me, right. I'm just doing me. You know? I've always been like, silly and just like, wanting to have a good time. When people catch it on camera, it's when I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I really that fucking ridiculous. But you know, in the moment, I'm just like living my best life. Um, however, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't know when the cameras are on because yeah. maybe, well, you have to put it on the camera, you put it on. Um, but I'm just being me, you know? My okay, here I'm gonna give a list of my favorite Candy Muse videos so that people can watch them on our <laughs> yes, Instagram. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, when you and Janelle number five do a, a wig reveal and it's like a tiny little red wig <laughs> and it like you pop it out, I love the uh-huh. what the hell going on when you turn around and <laughs> yelled at people in front of while Aja's performing. Uh-huh. What's another good one? Falling, no, I mean. <laughs> Oh yeah, you falling on the roof. That was probably a recent one. My also that night that we were in New York for New York DragCon and you were performing and that guy was talking and you like did a forward roll to him and grabbed his head and said, "Shut the fuck up." And you can see (laughs) your mouth say it to him. That was a good one. Do you think you learned some like performance technique from Gaga from going to all these Gaga concerts that you applied to your club shows? Um, I think at first I started to apply them to my club shows. I think now I just go on stage and do what I have to do. Um, you know, I think well, uh, the more you're into drag, the more years you're like, girl, let's go on this fucking stage and do what we gotta do. And What's the song like, you really like to perform to, Cam? What do you mean? I see everyone fucking knows what song Cam uh, likes yeah, to perform I see to. Like Kim Petras, hands down. I think <laughs> that song is like it's so fucking good. It's like the song of our fucking generation. Yeah. It's such a good song, and um, I don't know. I just I, the thing about me, I have a really hard time, and this is, I don't think people know this. I have a really hard time learning lyrics. Um, mm. My memory isn't that good, so when I learn a song, and you see me doing it a lot, it's not because I like the song; it's because it's the only song I fucking know right now. Wait, have you been doing any? Did you do any digital drag? Yeah. Um, I did some digital drag at the beginning of quarantine. Um, what was that, like March? And yeah. it, it was cool, it was fun. You know, the thing is, digital drag is so much work. And um, I'm a believer in you should be a, a kind of, you know, you should be given what you're worth. And, right. 
Candy's recording from inside someone else's ass as we speak. <laughs> so that explains the audio. It's the microphone is she's gotta eat it out. So, right, of course. Yeah, we, the money's yeah, not we, there anymore. We talk about the it all the time. There's, not if there you can anymore. just say it, yeah. it's not worth the effort of recording yourself, of editing a video, of doing it's all that, not, spending three or four days not. on something to get $5. It ain't there, honey, ma'am. Girl, it's not. And, you know, I, I more power to the girls that are doing their online shows. I, I live for a work and diva, live your fantasy, mama, yes, me. But I am not going to waste my entire life girl when i used to uh do my videos and i girl it wasn't even an elaborate fucking video it would take me hours to edit this is like i'm not getting enough back for what i'm putting into so um i kind of just stopped doing digital drag um in a whole because i just i can't be bothered and And that's the tea tea. on that have you (laughs) ever seen wicked (laughs) i've never seen wicked but i do perform defying gravity on my shows can you give me a ooh, ah, ah. Yes! <laughs> now that sounded like spot on. That sounded just like it. Do it again. Oh, yeah, bitch. <laughs> just one more time. Just one more time. Just do it. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> She's living up to her namesake. Candace Musical. Candace Musical, yeah. Well, listen, Candy, we want to thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you for um, having me. So people can uh, stream your song that you have with Alaska, Sitting Alone in VIP, yeah. uh, and follow you on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter's got the good ass videos if you want to see that eating ass uh, content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, any, yeah, yeah. any fun projects coming up soon for people to look forward to? Um, You know, there's so much coming on uh, coming up in the next few months. Just stay tuned. Uh, we're going to go on a wild ride together. It's going to be fun. We love staying tuned. I love to stay. I, I tune in daily <laughs> well, uh, to the Candy Me Show. Special projects coming soon. Secret projects. Secret projects. Project. <laughs> well, Thank we you love so you, much and coming. we're very excited for all your secret projects. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, get out of here. Go eat a bagel or whatever you do in New York. <laughs> A bacon egg and cheese, bitch. A bacon oh, egg and cheese. Is that your cheese. order? Do you get it on a roll or on a bagel? I get it on neither because I'm on keto right now. Oh, she said just put it in my hand. I want the bacon, the egg, and the cheese. How is that going? <laughs> Are you going to be the thin one now? Well, you know what? I cheated yesterday, so I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you drink on keto? Are you allowed to have alcohol? Um, You can have vodka soda. Vodka soda? Like I like drinking Hennessy, so I don't know. I don't know if those two really match up together. So you are rich. <laughs> You've been rich. All right. Bye, uh, candy. Okay. Bye, candy. Did you did you see that meme that the I want to go to Spirit Halloween meme and then Miss Toto did it? I don't know what that meme is. Here's the thing: I don't know what it is either, but I love it. <laughs> I think I think it's just like a a woman being a hot mama just saying she wants to go to Spirit Halloween and he's like yes I do I I, I wanna go go oh, go oh, to Spirit it, 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 Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. E- 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 tonight e- 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 
All right. Well, we both did that great. Will's going to have a great time editing that. Now, wasn't that a great show with Candy Muse? Thanks so much we for listening to Candace. Sloppy Seconds. What did I just say? I'm Big Dipper. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod, <laughs> and you can send us an email at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com, or call in with your call fuck, in with talk, your fuck story talk story to 213-536-9180. No riffs. You can follow Big Dipper at Big Dipper Jelly on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow me on Instagram at Spiciest Meatball and Twitter, Fat Drag Meatball. Now... Goodbye from the show. Doodle yeah, goodbye from the Forever show. Dog. It's a Friday, Tuesdays and Fridays. <laughs> Subscribe. You're breaking your brain. Doodle doo doo. Forever Dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Mixed and mastered by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.